like sucking. Legit bad podcast. Pee and poop. Anyway, welcome back to Legit Bat Livestream. We're here tonight to talk about penis and balls. And also, if you don't like that I finally fixed my soundboard, then fuck you. Yeah. Oh, do I have the right? Oh, I didn't <laughs> buttons. Damn it. Hang on. Hold on. I do what I want. Nope. Your dick, my mouth. That's the one I want. All right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure the soundboard will annoy some people, but I have so much fun with it, I can't leave it alone. But we have the gang back together from the Poop Show, which we got a lot of awesome feedback on. We got Shannon, Creative Light on Instagram, Emily, at Miss Emily, which is very confusing, and of course, Deplorable Janet. Everybody knows her. Everybody loves her. How's everybody doing? We are great. I am finer than a frog's hair. You can't get much finer than that. Well, you're already drunk, so I would hope so. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Catching up over here. <laughs> I know. I'm going to have to catch up, too. Dang it. How are you not caught up? It's fucking 930 over there. <laughs> well, the thing is, when it's too early, of course, uh, my better half is already shimmered and now they could drink a lot when we got home today. So, um, yeah, I was being good. Oh. That makes sense. So that he doesn't have to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we going to start this? You guys, uh, Shannon brought up the idea of talking about dicks and balls. So that's that's on that you. Me? Yeah. Oh well, yeah, you said wieners. Wieners. I love wieners. wieners, but probably not in the traditional way you think I mean them. So um, I have wiener dogs, big people. So when I say I love wieners, the joke never gets old. Um, maybe they'll come and do a little cameo here. I don't know. <laughs> I fell for it. I was over here going, me too, me too. <laughs> I know, right? I thought we were talking about dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk about dogs because my dogs poop a lot. <laughs> they are very regular. I'm very happy to tell believe. you that I... What? I was just going to say, I, I watch my dogs poop to be sure that they are also functioning properly, too. You know, so yeah. um, you can tell so much about your animals from that alone. So take yeah, notes. Go to back watch. to the last show and take notes. So. Yeah, I do the exact same thing with our dog because she eats like socks and rubber and wood and really bad thing, pieces, shards of bone. So I make sure she's passing effectively. <laughs> so I will stare at her. I'm sorry. And watch her poop. And I'm like, good girl. And if anyone saw me doing that, they'd be like, she's really invested in that dog shitting right now. Like, I try not to watch her excited. actually shit, like to watch the turds exit the cavity. I no, just, that's the important part. It makes sure she's passing it. Uh, I just yeah. go look in the yard and I'm like, everything's fine. Those things are massive. I want to make sure she doesn't so can. When pieces are connected by hair and it's like dangling out their little rectum and you're like, oh, yeah. you poor baby. And then you have to kind of help. So you're like trying to find a stick to like pull it out because you're not touching that and you have no rubber gloves outside. So, I, I mean, not that I've done that. Yeah, I almost had to do that the other day, Shannon. My dog shit three times. She was trying to get something oh. out and it was dangling. And then she was like wiping on the grass. <laughs> and I'm like, do I do I help? Or does the situation resolve itself? Please, universe, help me out on this one. And it did. 
praise the Lord. But uh, oh, I, I'll keep some um, rubber gloves on hand, I guess. I didn't know. I didn't even think I could really pull it out. Myself. It's the smell. It's the smell for me. <laughs> <laughs> right? The ones that come on a roll, you could use those too. Yeah. Just put yeah. your hand in there and just pull and then twist and just tie it up. It's just running over it with a, a lawnmower is just the most disgusting thing. Like there's something weird about the combination of a steaming hot dog turd and wet grass all mixed up together that just it smells like summer. I kind of find that smell endearing. No. It's, just, I it it like like... it's fertilizing. Just kidding. Ah, pee and poop. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna get old, trust me, but I'm having fun. It's fine. You know, yeah. we should actually talk a little bit about pee. I mean, pee is the companion to poop. And so, yes. um, you know, we, we should probably discuss that a little bit. I mean, that tells a lot about the internal environment of your body as well. So I, I do pH testing and I actually use urine and saliva to test that. And what your urine is going to indicate is how much salt you have in your body and how much protein that you have in your body. And so um, the color of your pee matters. If it is almost clear like water, then you're very healthy and hydrated. But Perfect. if it's kind of light yellow, but it's straw colored, that could mean you have a little too much protein or salts in your urine. And when you have too much salt, that's basically going to wear your body down. It's like having too much electrical current going through your body all at one time. So that's why you got to stay hydrated. So um, pee is very, very important as well. And here's a fun one. When you take a vitamin B complex, it helps you pee neon yellow. You're welcome. Oh, I was yeah. just going to say Found that. I was going to say, what happens when you pee neon yellow after taking my super B complex? It's so funny. I gave it to my daughter and I was like, don't be alarmed when you pee later. It's going to be real bright, but it's okay because yep. it's the same color as the pill. Why yep. does it do that? Why is that? Well, it's just the color of the nutrients in there. But um, when I was studying that, it did say that, that that is your indication that you have absorbed it is when that oh. part comes out through your yeah through the kidneys and perfect all right well that's a perfect uh, springboard though because oh what Sorry. i was just saying it's a dumping of excess b vitamins when you've absorbed exactly what you need it'll just take out the rest and that's when you know you're right where you're supposed to be or you can scale oh. back oh cool sweet well, yeah piss fun. is a great springboard for this because it does you know involve a wiener most of the time <laughs> for me it's one of the functions for me it's one of the functions right yeah that's the that's most a multi-purpose tool mm -hmm. yeah so it's the swiss army knife of the body everybody should have one 100 I mean, a lot of people are, a lot of you people and females i mean are trying to have one lately these days <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if they're, they I work like identify. that yeah. <laughs> it would only it's only beneficial to me like when i want to pee outside Mm. I don't right. have one. That's what Jen always says. She yeah. wants to have a dick for a day just to be able to experience the glory of pissing on a tree. And I told her, you know, they, they do make those, uh, what are they called? She. The, she. she. Yeah. That's not the same, though. That's got to be messy. Not it's got the same. Flat. Yeah. Not the no. same. It's not a nice stream, you know? <laughs> well, I've told Joe that I would love to have a penis just for one day so that I could pee and, like, out of a dick. And he did not seem to be a fan, so. I was like, you could borrow mine for a day. I don't think it's going to be the same. But... I just want to try it. Just one time. Right? So what uh, Corey in the chat said, uh, what about brown colored pee? And I'm pretty sure that means you're about to die, Corey. And that's you liver failure. Stop <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is, what is brown pee? Because that's, 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 
very, very unhealthy. Um, you're not hydrated at all. Um, and if it's got a very strong odor, that's also signs that it is not good. It's not looking very good. Um, so your Mm -hmm. kidneys, your kidneys are what produce the urine and your kidneys, um, produce that. And it goes down the two tubes, which are called ureters into the bladder. And, um, so it's your excretory system and you're, you're relieving your body of toxins. So basically if it's Brown, your kidneys are working been real hard and that is not good and you might either have calcium buildup or you might end up um, with a kidney infection so you have to be really careful and that means if your pea's brown or even really like solid dark yellow you need to hit the water asap and if you are passing water really fast don't chug it because if you chug water it's just going to pass really fast you want your body to literally absorb it so you're going to want to drink your four to eight ounces every hour all day long until your pee starts to normalize and be a little bit more clear. What if your pee's chunky? Does that happen? <laughs> that would mean you have stones. Okay. <laughs> I just think if it's yeah. brown, you'd think it might be a little, you know, clotty or something. That's so gross. I'm that could be. Clot. You could have urine in your... But if it hurts really, really bad or burns, then you definitely have uh, blood in your urine or some kind of um, right. thick substance that shouldn't be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard a dude one time saying he was pissing uh, tadpoles, and it was like actual little blood clots that he was pissing, and he saw them in the toilet, and he said he just called them blood tadpoles, which is disgusting. But what is that? <laughs> is that a kidney infection? or? I would I would think so, or something severely wrong, yeah. That's definitely go to your doctor and get a checkup. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, any number of things can happen. I mean, you're you could end up with, and I'm not trying to freak people out or anything, but bladder cancer is not something that you want to play with. And you don't right. want it to get too far. And if there's a lot of blood in your urine and you're ignoring it, um, or or maybe you're, it just doesn't affect you as bad. Like if you seriously are passing clots like that and it's not difficult for you to do that, I would absolutely go and get that checked out. I almost got it checked out after taking a multivitamin one day because <laughs> I forgot that I got these new vitamins and they actually were kind of yellow tinted. And I just popped one in the morning like usual. And like 10 o'clock I peed and was like, Oh my God, I'm dying. Yeah, like, that was like what they said. That's yeah. you passing that. That's really cool. And then I figured out real quick it was just all the fucking vitamins. But so, I've tried blood before. It's oh. really painful. I had a bladder infection when I was like 18 or 19, and I got like five of them in a row. But I don't know why. Like the doctor was going to try to figure out what was happening, and it stopped, but it was blood. He picked up the pee, and it was so gross. He just looked at it, and he's like, well, if it walks like a duck, like he didn't even like run any tests. He's like writing prescriptions out. He's like, I don't like you're no, He's like, you we don't to- even need to analyze this. The color is enough. <laughs> they, for did. Me. they did. But he wrote the script right there. He's like, here you go. And he gave me a pill and he called it pea purple orange. And he's like, all right, this is going to make you pea bright orange or it's going to. Oh, yeah, that's iridium. Yeah. But yeah, he said it depending on your metabolism, you're going to pee one way or the other. And mine was bright fluorescent orange. So what I did was if I had to pee, I think I was maybe in school. I might have been in high school still. And I just like didn't flush the toilet because it was fluorescent. It was crazy. It was like a highlighter orange. And I just peed and just left it just so that someone would come in and be like, what the fuck? So basically, if it's not sludgy or doesn't have like specks in it and it's kind of clear, because I I was kind of actually glad you brought that up because I pee a lot because I drive and it's very hot up here. So I'm drinking water all fucking day. I don't chug it. It's just I have a bottle that I refill about four times a day and just sip on it Mm -hmm. all day. And I always pee pee clear unless I took a vitamin or 
the first pee in the morning is always a little uh, shifty, you know, but yeah. throughout the day when I'm drinking water, it's always clear. Like there's no color unless it's been a while since I've peed. So yeah, I'm gl glad to yeah, hear and I'm healthy, I guess. Yep, definitely. And another really fun topic when we're talking about urine is if you eat asparagus and you pee, oh, yeah. how many of you have smelled it when you pee or, or even garlic? Because I am a um, huge advocate of taking garlic and oregano every single day. And, and the second that I take garlic, like early in the morning, my first pee of the day smells like garlic. I can just totally smell it. <laughs> Mine does that with coffee. Yeah. Yeah, coffee. I yeah, get the first yeah. coffee, my first coffee of the day. Like, and then I'll, the, the first pee that I have after my coffee, I'm like, kind of smells like coffee. It kind of yeah. smells good. Hey, like, oh, I'll just really, into a <laughs> really cheap fish oil makes it smell like fish, too. Really? That's Ugh. one. Yeah, oh, that, hey. Fish oil. <laughs> on the lines of asparagus, um, asparagus also comes out in the semen. And so. <laughs> For the lovely, lovely ladies out there that may or may not choose to swallow, uh, it will taste like asparagus. Yes. That is gross. Yes. You might be getting some nutrients, though. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody actually <laughs> just mentioned the asparagus. I think it was our friend Ron from, Ron from Wicked Planet. Planet. He's saying peeing after eating asparagus. Whoop, whoop, what's and up, then, Ron? And then he does have a question, too. He said, question, how, how much water do we really need to drink or can we drink fluids of any kind? Does it have to be water? And then, of course, oh. Cole, right after that says there's water in Jameson. I'll be fine. Different Let time. me tell you. Let me tell you. Number one, you should always drink half your body weight in ounces a day. If you literally cannot put that much water in your body, your portion sizes for food is are way too large. So it, you need to kind of cut back on portion sizes so you can fit more water in there so your body can absorb it. So that's that's the first question. Second question now, I am a Jameson girl. Um, I am a whiskey drinking Irish lady. But I will tell you, whenever somebody says to me, I don't like water, what else can I have? It's deal breaker. I will not work with somebody if they are not going to drink water. Mm -hmm. don't, don't tint it with any colors or flavorings or any of that. Just learn to drink water. You can train yourself to do that. And then drink Jameson. And when you drink Jameson, drink more water because it's dehydrating. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, why we drink simple. water with our with our uh white claws we mix water yeah. and white claws so we're hydrating while we're drinking is that does that actually work like that like because i feel a lot better if i drink a one-to-one -one <clears throat> white claw and sparkling water all night like one-to-one -one every time i don't get hung over like at all yeah typically one-to-one -one, yeah go ahead emily no that'll help a lot and i was gonna say coconut water i just mix Mm -hmm. Lime juice, coconut water, tequila, and a little bit of pink Himalayan sea salt. It's it's awesome. And you feel no effects from it whatsoever. I mean, other than a great buzz. And coconut oh. water is fantastic if you're going drinking because it is full of potassium. Mm -hmm. And whenever right. you see on the TV shows where they um, are hungover, it's like a doctor show and they're hungover and they have to come into work and they hook them up to what they call a banana bag. They call it that mm -hmm. because there's potassium in that uh, IV bag. So if you're drinking coconut water or even when you get home from a night of drinking, chug some coconut water because that potassium will help uh, with hangovers or, or alleviating them. Isn't that and kind of the idea behind those hangover things that you drink? They're like full of 
electrolytes and whatever else shit. For electrolytes, yeah. potassium, milk, thistle, usually that's what's in those because that will just clear, right. it'll hydrate you, clear out toxins, help aid your liver in processing through the excess alcohol so you don't wake up and, you know, feel like death. Basically, because I mean, all a hangover is really is a form of malnutrition and dehydration. That's all it is. And that's why you feel so bad because you're usually not operating in that state. But when you sleep for eight to 10 hours after you've been, you know, out partying with your friends, you're not, you, you, you've just depleted everything. And that's in your body basically at the moment. Yeah. And I what was going to say, yeah. I was going to say too, um, for people that, cannot drink coconut water because there are some people out there that have a coconut allergy um you can actually use aloe water as well um aloe water has a lot of potassium in it and um some people can stomach the taste a little bit better so that's another that, option for people aloe that water too I might have to try yeah. that. I hate coconut. I love coconut and yeah. I hate coconut water so much. I used yeah. to hate it. A lot of people do. Taste. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people do. Really good for you. Really hydrating. It has like you know other properties right. to the chlorophyll and everything else like that. That's going to be great for your cells. So right. it's a win-win. I always say like if you're going to be mixing anything in your alcohol, it's got to be something that's going to be beneficial to your health. So like when you get mm -hmm. a margarita or something like that, it's just full of sugar, full of whatever. Um, but if you actually just make a cocktail that's intentional for your body, like it, you can at least enjoy yourself and still have the lesser of two evils, you know? So yeah, that's exactly mm -hmm. why I feel great about the white claw sparkling water. It's a real pussy drink, but it, I feel great. Well, the way we <laughs> Look, came Shannon's up with got that. a wiener. Oh yeah. I have a wiener. This Shannon? is my white wiener. I also have a black wiener. Do you want to see her? Is she way bigger? <laughs> no, she's smaller actually. Oh. My, my white wiener is huge. Stereotypes broken. <laughs> No, how we came up with the uh, the White Claw and sparkling water thing, too, though, is just because we like quit drinking for about a month. It was about a month-ish. But we just chugged sparkling water instead, so it was that hand-to-mouth thing, you know, of just, oh, we, we're used to drinking a cold, fizzy beverage, so we'll just do this. Yeah. And there might have been a little bit of weed involved, too, but you got to, you know, rehydrate. <laughs> but then when we started drinking again, we're like, oh, what if we were to just like go one to one with the white claw and the sparkling water? It can't be that bad because they're flavored, you know. They're these Lacroix and whatever the fuck else. But yeah, one to one with those, and it it's great. It makes highly you recommend drink for anyone out too. there who wants to cut down on drinking and you feel uh, and you're going to be at home and not around people because you're going to look like a huge pussy. Uh, just drink white claw and sparkling water. <laughs> it's great. For sure. Even better okay. to grab some mineral water with it instead, if you can substitute mineral water and then sprinkle just a little pink Himalayan sea salt, it's really going to aid in your absorption of the um, hydration. Oh, okay. Pink or gray Himalayan sea salt, either one will work. Nice. We Does have it... pink Himalayan sea salt right now, right? Or yeah. Does it have to be that because it has there's more minerals or something in there? Right. So if you just take regular iodized salt, that's not going to have that benefit for you. You do want to have pink mm -hmm. or gray Himalayan sea salt. And um, that's it, it really does help boost into because of the minerals that are in it. It helps just pull the hydration into your cells. I like my salt a little dirty, so I like the gray salt. It's good minerals. <laughs> so doesn't too much salt dehydrate you? So is there like a fine balance of how much salt you should be adding back in? Not all salt is created equal. So right. 
regular salt, iodized salt, the salt that's added to all of our foods will dehydrate you. It's not great for you. It will cause inflammation, systemic inflammation. It'll do all of those things, but natural from the earth, like Himalayan sea salt, the pink, the grays that there's, there's a rainbow of colors of them, but they will actually aid in hydrating you because of the mineral content that's in there. And side mm -hmm. note, most of us in a Western diet are mineral deficient. We're low in magnesium. We're copper overload because we're zinc deficient. You know, there's a lot of things that come into play. And so if you can just do these small little things, just adding a little pink Himalayan sea salt to your water, anything like that can just help you overall with your health in like a variety of ways. And a segue into talking about wieners, I mean, a lot of times with men's health, a big thing that happens is they have a copper overload because their liver is overloaded, they're zinc right. deficient, they're magnesium deficient, and that will cause a major imbalance in their body um, in terms of their hormones. Mm -hmm. And I actually have a theory, this is just my personal theory, but the whole thing about the middle-aged crisis with men and being angry and that whole thing that happens, I think is a lifetime of, you know, drinking environmental toxins, things that tax the liver. They can't adequately process um, out the estrogens because their liver is, because men ha naturally have estrogen in their body. They can't naturally process out what they're taking in. There's extra estrogen added everywhere. And then you have, um, a zinc deficiency, a magnesium deficiency that'll cause a copper overload in their body. And then it becomes, you know, um, irritability, emotional outbursts, things like that, that do happen. Um, and it can actually change even their sexual health and their ability to perform in the bedroom. So um, that's kind of a bad combination. And I, that's just my personal theory, but I think that if men just pay a little bit of attention to their mineral intake that can, and, and, you know, their liver, um, you know, aiding their liver in the way that they can, I think that can have a huge impact on the trajectory of their life in many different ways. And I can confirm that. I can right. confirm that um, because the emotional root um, in the liver, the emotion that is stored in the liver is anger. So whenever your liver is not acting efficiently, um, if it's really junked up because it is the filter of the body. And if you spend, like Emily said, a lifetime of drinking and eating processed foods and environmental toxins, et cetera, your liver is working so much on overtime that it does. And it is the center of metabolism and, and, um, hormonal balance and all of that kind of stuff too. Mm -hmm. So, um, there is an emotion that is attached to every single organ in our body and anger is that for the liver. So yeah. You, and I was just, uh, mineral, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Janet. I was just oh, going to add to what Emily said and, um, your theory is actually a hundred percent correct because, um, as men age, they lose testosterone and the testosterone has a direct correlation to low zinc levels. And so when you get, and especially if you are one of those men that unfortunately goes to get the, uh, man-made testosterone shots, um, it even depletes your body further of testosterone levels, which makes you sluggish, tired, um, unable to perform, unable to get an erection. And so when you detoxify the liver and you add zinc back into your diet and pay attention to that, um, that actually helps you and helps your body to manually produce testosterone again on a normal level. And I'm, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. 
um, masturbation is extremely, extremely important because when you masturbate, um, of course, you're going to get the, the, the feel goods because you're releasing endorphins, but you're also releasing oxytocin and pitocin and all kinds of other chemicals um, mm -hmm. that are important for you, not only to put your body back in balance, but it also boosts your immune system. Um, it helps with your cardiac health. It relieves stress. It helps your sleep patterns. And so, and, and I know that's an uncomfortable subject for a lot of people, but masturbation is actually important because if you do that on a regular basis, it actually stimulates those hormones that you need to be able to produce the testosterone. Ah, oh, you froze. Oh, she froze. I got to take a picture of that. She froze at a really great spot. <laughs> it's a perfect pause. Please don't move. Yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> That's funny. Janet! Janet, you're froze. Oh, no. Okay, so while she's frozen, I was going to she... go back to the, the mineral thing. You uh, said mineral deficiencies. So I took, it was, it was about a month's worth, I guess, of these liquid fulvic minerals. Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah. Like, I added that to my vitamin thing mm -hmm. I do almost every day, unless I forget. And yeah. I, I mean, I didn't notice, it's probably a not noticeable difference in how I feel, but I feel like I was getting more minerals because it said on the bottle, so... It depends on what brand. I mean, always consider the source, what you're getting. So if you didn't feel a difference, you either didn't have a mineral problem to begin with, or maybe you need a different brand. Now there is a really great, um, Sheila Jet, you know, that, have you heard about that? It's come, it comes from the Himalayas again, more such an abundant source of minerals just comes from there. I mean, everything over in that direction is like mind and body, but um, it, it's, it's a really good, it almost is like a tar. It kind of looks like a tar, but it does have an abundant amount of minerals. But I have to say, like, if you can just be cognizant, not just even fulvic minerals, but just be cognizant of just isolating the specific minerals that you might want to take in because I mean, most people in this country are deficient in magnesium and chromium and, and um, zinc. And so, but the problem with taking zinc is you have to be very careful with the balance between zinc and copper. So if you take too much zinc, you're not gonna be able to absorb your copper, but if you have too much copper, you need to up your zinc. So you have to be very careful, kind of listen to your body. It's one thing when you're playing around with minerals and, and playing around with supplements, you either wanna really work with a professional or be very intentional about being very slow and very small with how you incorporate things. So you can listen to your body, pay attention to every single adjustment that you find so you can hit your sweet spot of what you actually need. Is there a way to test that? Like besides going to the doctor and getting your piss or your blood tested, is there a way to test your like balance of zinc and copper or anything else? Yeah, any holistic practitioner or doctor will be able to do that for you, absolutely. And if anything, they are gonna recommend it probably right away if you come in with any presenting issue. That's gonna be one of the things that they go for right away. I know that in pH, yeah. that in pH testing, um, what that does is it basically tells what state your internal environment is in. And I know I said this before, but if you are not in the middle of the range of with balance, then you are not absorbing anything. So you're not taking in the zinc that you're swallowing. You're also not getting that copper absorption. So nothing that you're eating is, is in, is, uh, coming into the intestines. So 
um, you got to get your body back into balance in order to do that. And pH testing can just kind of get you to, um, it gives you a set of numbers that tells you where exactly you are on that pH scale. And then if you're too far one way or the other, we just basically move that with some calcium. There's two different calciums that we, which is a mineral. And we use that to just swing that body, the other, your body, the other direction until we can get the numbers right in the middle. When you're in balance, then it's like, okay, let's start with and that's the game plan that you do with the natural health practitioner. So I do consults with people and um, I, I walk them through that process and develop a plan. And I would agree with Emily that magnesium is the one that everyone is deficient in. So if you don't know where to start and you don't want to go and have everything tested because you really do need a blood test, some natural health practitioners can send your blood into a lab um, or you can get your labs drawn and then have them sent to that person. But um, if you don't want to go through all of that, I'm going to tell you 100% of the people out there need magnesium. And there's multiple different kinds of magnesium as well. So um, it, it's not all expensive stuff. But like if you're getting muscle cramps in the middle of the night, uh, or if your muscles are just really fatiguing too quickly, if you have restless leg, if you can't shut the hamster off the wheel before you go to bed, um, there is a brand of magnesium called Calm. And it's an effervescent powder that you just put into some water and it's lemon and some stevia. So it's all natural and you can just take that right before bed. And that helps your muscles relax and it helps you fall right to sleep. But there's another kind of magnesium that if your stomach is just all kind of blocked up, it feels like you have a cement block in your gut, you can take magnesium to just flush your system out. So you really have to be kind of careful. If you just want a regular amount of magnesium and you don't want to have to deal with supplements, then eat greens. Greens are what you're going to like spinach and um, spirulina, moringa, any of those kind of greens, you can get it in powder, or you can just eat, you know, spinach salad, kale, any of those kinds of things that's rich in magnesium. And that should be enough. If you are otherwise healthy, that should be enough to get the right amount of magnesium in your system. If you even tell me that you do not like vegetables, then we are going to have another conversation. So there you go. No, I love them. And the raw the better, right? You don't want to cook all the good shit yes. out of them. Yep. Because I'm glad of the you brought up the magnesium. She got me on that saying take magnesium. And I got a powder form. It's an effervescent. Is it? Does that mean fizzy, right? Effervescent? Yeah. Yep. But it's, yeah, it's this effervescent powder. And then I mix that with a vitamin C powder. It's like pure vitamin C, which I took mm -hmm. too much one time and shat. I didn't shit my pants, but I it was an oh. interesting lunch time. <laughs> But so I do that and then I do. You know, uh, like, you did. You, sound <laughs> you know, robot. you shat your pants. What are you doing, Janet? Oh, no, no, liquid vitamin D. So I just take dose. a I just take a big fucking dose of magnesium C and D every day, especially with the Rona stuff, you know. So. I'm so proud mm -hmm. of you. I had to get him on vitamins. It took so long. I was like, I'm not some crazy. I'm also like growing like avocados and lemons, like a crazy plant lady, too. But I'm like, these are so good for you. And he's like, OK, honey, that's nice. And are you fully <laughs> back? You got a you good lady there. You She's are. taking good care of you. Yeah. And when we were on the last time, I mean, I remember you guys talking about it. It's kind of a struggle to get him to take some of the supplements. So I'm glad that you're winning that battle. He, but he like he took over on his own and found other things. That was really great to me that he found fulvic minerals. And then um, he researched and found that it, it dissolves better because I was just taking pills. He's like, it dissolves better when you get it in the powder form and you can take this. And if you take too much, you just shit. 
that's all. Like it's totally fine. It felt good, but though. he did the research. It wasn't a he bad did the, one. He did the field research on that one. Yeah, and that's what yeah. I usually tell people. If you don't know how much to take of something, um, I mean, yes, you can start with the recommended dose on the bottle. But if you do that and you don't feel anything is changing, then um, double it. And if that feels a little bit okay, but you still don't feel like quite improved triple it. And if then you're shitting yourself, then you need to back down back to the double dose. And that's honestly, that is a way to tell it how to dose your body. Cause everyone's different and um, you can muscle test it, but that's that honestly, if you don't mind that route, that is a really great way of telling exactly how, how much your body needs. Yeah. I don't mind that route. It was interesting. I was caught me off guard because I just took the <laughs> recommended dose. And by lunch, I was like, Oh my God, I feel so weird and just blah, full on like dumb and dumber <laughs> shit. Oh and then I felt awesome after that. And, That's but crazy. then I cut it down to about half that and it's still like fucking 600%. So it's, I'm sure it's fine. I haven't got sick since last January. Knock on whatever wood I have around here. And we've been more diligent with taking vitamins too. Like he got, Especially he found, I know vitamin D is like a hormone, right? So you get it from the sun and your body absorbs it that way. And it's not, you can take it, I guess. It's maybe not the same thing, but he found some liquid vitamin D. So we take that now when it's uh, fire season or winter time, we can take that if we can't get in the sun. Oh, right. yeah, real quick. Ron actually texted me. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say just one side note. It's appropriate to take your vitamin D mixed with a K2. So for better absorption. Okay. So it, just check your label. It probably has it in there, um, but that's always a good a good thing to look for. No, hell yeah, thank you. That's like zinc has copper in it now. A lot of the zinc supplements, the good ones, will be mixed with copper to balance it. Yeah. Yeah. So just to uh, sidetrack real quick, because Ron actually texted me, he wants to know the answer to this question. Uh, he said, "Ask Emily about my question about Rh negative blood and how that could change what type of minerals we need." I don't know anything about that, so, so that's up to you guys. That's a really good question, and I actually just last week, and I know everyone should know their blood type. Last week, I just found out that I was, I'm an O negative blood type. Um, I don't know what those implications are, but I was reading about the same thing that you do need different minerals. So I, Ron, will actually connect with you offline because I am digging into it now um, to see what I need specifically for my blood type. So I don't know if you're O positive or negative or, or if you're a different iteration of negative, but there's um, probably different a different regimen and I was reading up on this. So I'm to be continued on this one next week when my kids are in school, I'm going to go ahead and dive into that a little bit better. But I literally just looked for the first time to see what my blood type was and I'm O negative, which apparently is very rare. I don't know. It's the universal blood type. So you can give and receive. Um, I'm O positive and I can really only give, um, I can't, I can't receive from everybody. Um, and so I was going to say the blood type diet is a book out there that you can read that, that tells you what foods you can, you should eat for your blood type. So I absolutely love oranges, but O positive, it says don't eat oranges. And so, um, just the way that the food metabolizes and, and the blood gets oxygenated and the nutrients absorb into your body, that's what determines what food you should eat. And, um, every blood type also needs a certain type of exercise. And of course, my blood type is the kind where I have to practically kill myself or else it's not going to be effective. So I need the super hard workouts, the running. That's why I run. Um, it needs to be like, I need to like literally 
kill myself to exercise. And that's, what's going to be the best for my body. So it'll walk you through that process too. And what, um, the, the, our blood type, uh, might need differently. And I bet Janet probably knows if she can, if she's, uh, yeah. not frozen anymore. And, <laughs> can, can you guys hear me now? Yes. Yes. Sounds better. Oh my God. This has been a nightmare. <laughs> <coughs> Talking about masturbation and my shit fucked up. Um, so, <laughs> so talk some more about it. Right? Blockage. Right. Yeah, we got to circle back to Jesus. that. Stop, stop censoring me for talking about masturbation, you commies. Anyway, um, with the with the O blood types, um, I'm an O blood type, and I can only like receive as well um power greens are essential and mm -hmm. it it has you have to have them because it's a energy boost it's a power boost for you but it's something additional that you need in your diet um to to keep you going and like shannon said um there are some things that you can actually buy at the store that um um what is it that uh Oh my God! You said it a minute ago. I'm having a brain fart. Spirulina, chlorella, yes, moringa, yes. yeah, yeah, the spirulina. And there's actually um, a a blend that you can buy that has a lot of power greens together. Um, but that's essential because not only does that help you to keep up your energy, but it helps you to also detoxify your cells and power your cells and so um the the greens are extremely important um because you having an o blood type need that extra nutrition and there's something about an o blood type where you need that extra boost to oxygenate oxygenate your blood better and get your blood circulating better so a lot of o blood type people actually have a lot of um, clotting problems or blood issues, uh, cardiac issues with, um, excuse me, pumping and stuff because you're lacking in the essential nutrients because you actually need way more than the normal person does. That's Correct. interesting because I just got a, a big thing of greens powder, like a scoop, you know, you put it in juice or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? Or right. does it, is there a certain brand? Yeah. It has spirulina and a bunch of other shit. Are like you kale. O too? Yeah. Do you know what you are? O positive? I would recommend just as, as long as it says like non-GMO and that it's organic or kosher. I, I honestly trust a lot of the kosher stuff um, because it, the way that they process mm -hmm. it is pure. Um, so mm -hmm. if it has all of that on the label and, and I'm going to just tell you as long as it's from the U S cause I'm very, very cognizant. If, um, I'm just going to be real and not that we're all, any of us are fans of China, but, um, China has the number one cancer rate in the world and it's because of all the pesticides and stuff they spray on right. the crops. So if any company that you support or buy supplements from in any part, get anything from China, you have to be very cautious of that because mm -hmm. it cannot be regulated like it needs to. And so you have to make right. sure that anything you're consuming it actually is grown and takes place in the U S or that that company mm -hmm. completely controls the process um, from the, from the ground, you know, into the product container. Um, so I would say, mm -hmm. yes, any, you know, whatever you found, if it's um, I think it's called like good earth or there's something to that effect uh, life, 
life earth or something like that. That's a really good brand. Um, young living has a really great greens. It's in capsules. Um, trim healthy mama has a green powder that I absolutely love. And that's moringa and, uh, chlorella, I believe it is. And, um, or no spirulina and moringa. And so I, I just, and it's like a teaspoon. You just throw a teaspoon in a shake or whatever it is that you're drinking. I just drink it in water. Um, and you're set to go. You get a lot more energy and exactly like what Janet says, O blood types need more greens than most. Oh, mm-hmm. That makes sense. That we're all O blood type. That's so I'm not. Me. Oh, well, no, but uh, I guess four. <laughs> One of yeah. these things like not like the other. But really though, I mean, if you think about it, so in, in general though, I mean, that's specific to the O blood type, but everybody needs those good greens. Everybody needs yeah, to right. get some sort of high alkalinity into their diet, right? So, or, mm-hmm. you know, so, so what you want to do is, I mean, if you think about it, it, even if you're just looking for preventative care for things like cancer, okay, uh, cancer cells cannot survive in a fully oxygenated and um, high alkaline environment, right? That's just what I've understood from all the studies that I've read. And so if you think about going through and taking something that's a high alkaline greens mix, having all those things that you need, you're going to also take on other things that are really good for your body that are going to really help you. Um, And I can recommend for men to take the cracked um, cell wall pine pine powder. That is going to be really good for them too, for in terms of their building blocks of their cellular walls and also their um, sexual health. So tying it back to the men there. Well, I, I need to check my uh, my tub of greens then and make sure it's not from China. I'm going to go check all my vegetables or my, sure. my uh, supplements. Like, I know. I, I feel bad just now. Just text me pictures. Just text me pictures and I'll give you a thumbs up. <laughs> They'll be all thumbs down. It's like, no. <laughs> I'll be like, ooh, to return that. Go back. Go back. <laughs> Is that or a better yet, I'll food? just take pictures of my favorites and I'll I'll put it out there for you. Actually, I would like that list because I want to look at brands we can buy that are good and, you know, we know what's in what we're getting. So, so one thing I think people need to be aware of, um, there's a lot of people that cannot afford the high end supplements. They, they just, especially after the crap that's gone on for the last year, there's a lot of families that need certain things but can't get it and i will tell you you can get a lot of stuff from food um spices are a huge thing so you know supplements are great but if you can't afford that uh do your research on things that can be helpful to you but if you are a serious cook um or you want to be a serious cook Spices will actually help you get to that point where you can raise your levels. Um, Maybe not as high as what you would get with the supplement, but that's a start for you. And there's certain um, things like mushrooms. I know some people don't like mushrooms, but there are literally tons of different kind of mushrooms out there that you can use. Um, You can also dehydrate them. And make um, teas. You can put it in your coffee. You can do all kinds of stuff uh, with with mushrooms because mushrooms are are pretty high in uh, accidents and stuff. So I'm just saying, 
for those of you that can't afford it, uh, look into spices and look into foods for things that you need to get. Yeah, that quality you advice. Maybe point. just don't eat yeah. shit. I mean, that's a good, you know. It's a novel idea. Don't, don't <laughs> eat shit. But mushroom specific, yeah, the chaga and lion's mane and all that shit mm -hmm. that's kind of come out in the last couple of years. Uh, they have, I think it's called mud water, and it's like a replacement yeah. for coffee. And it's mm -hmm. like you said, it's like powdered yeah. mushrooms that you make into this nasty ass looking tea yeah. and drink it. And it's supposed to be fucking awesome mm -hmm. for you. Does it taste good though? But you can actually, it. Um, yeah, it does. It does. No, we actually have that. Uh, actually have that mushroom powder in it is from Ohm, O-M, um, and it has lots of different, I think there's seven different mushrooms in it, but um, like say you want to make green beans, you can put it in your green beans, you can sprinkle it on an omelet. Uh, we, I literally can use it in anything, and this is the same with um, like cilantro, sage, parsley, um, turmeric, cinnamon, um, all kinds of things like that. And one thing that you can do in the winter um, that's really good and very healthy for you, if you make ginger, some people can't stomach ginger just by itself. Uh, but if you get like uh, ginger tea or dandelion tea, anything like that, you can put uh, cinnamon, cloves, um, ginger, <clears throat> excuse me, um, cayenne pepper, things like that in the tea. Um, it makes a nice little tea, but it's also very good at warding off um, any kind of colds, um, things like that. It's an energy booster because they have antioxidants in them. Um, cinnamon is also very good for diabetes. Um, so a lot of people, you know, you can't do the cinnamon challenge where you take a, a tablespoon or whatever cinnamon because that's not going to work. Um, but I use actual cinnamon sticks and cinnamon, uh, granulated cinnamon mm -hmm. and or ground cinnamon and put that in there and the cloves and the allspice and things like that and make like a spice tea in the winter. And it's good, like I said, to boost your immune system, but also for an energy pick-me-up it works very well doesn't it so you can make your own thing if you love uh basil and oregano and yeah go ahead oh you're on a lag a little bit uh doesn't that kind of thing like spices or like cinnamon and that kind of thing help with i'm going to use a big word here vasodilation doesn't that help with like yes. blood flow and shit like that Yes, it does. Yes. It reduces your systemic inflammation, which gets everything mm -hmm. from every yep. cell in your body, every organ in your body, but down to your arteries, your veins, your capillaries. And systemic inflammation is just a horrific thing that leads to heart disease and other things. Another thing mm -hmm. for men to pay attention to because heart disease runs so rampant. Usually mm -hmm. it can be solved with paying attention to preventing systemic inflammation or treating systemic inflammation naturally. And there's a number of ways mm -hmm. to do that. Um, it just takes a little bit of research and not a lot of money and it'll save you um, in mm -hmm. you know years on your life and also dollars in the hospital. 
I heard that's the number one problem now. Everything we eat is like inflammatory response foods, drinks. Everything is like causing mm-hmm. everything to be systemically inflamed all the time. And that's just, a, like you said earlier, a breeding ground for uh, cancer and everything else. And mm-hmm. probably lowers your ability to fight things like the vid, which we will not talk about tonight. What do you guys think of kombucha tea to help one reduce of my favorite inflammation? Things. Did we talk about um, it last that- night? I can't remember. Drink I can't one. remember. Um, kombucha tea is actually a um, fermented mushroom. So that's another mushroom product. Mm-hmm. And it actually helps digestion. It is highly enzymatic. So um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of great brands out there. My personal favorite is GT's brand. And um, you like that kind? yeah, they have so many different flavors and only yeah. sugar. Yeah. And, you know, with fermentation, there is a little bit of sugar naturally that occurs. Um, so you're never going to really get away from you. You won't ever find like a sugar free one because in order for the fermentation process to happen, it has to feed on sugar. Uh, but it's not it, it's like a naturally occurring process. And there is trace amounts of alcohol in it. But um, when you drink it, four ounces, if you are just starting out with kombucha is just fine. And you'll kind of start to get all warm and stuff because you'll really feel it start to work in your body. And then you can work up to drinking the entire jar. I think people should be drinking kombucha every day. It does taste a little vinegary though. Um, I love that kind of stuff. I love um, any kind of pickled things or vinegary things. But um, so that's kind of what it, it tastes like. Um, so I, I recommend that people drink that every single day for sure. And it will help get rid of heartburn if you have heartburn. So it, it, it helped a lot of uh, things. No, and say. Emily, I totally agree. GTs is the only one that I could find that didn't have like 28 grams of freaking sugar in it. So mm-hmm. I had to get that. And from, yeah, yeah. getting your kombucha from Nestle, you're not doing a good job. Like, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Nestle's questionable in general. Well, that's mm-hmm. the thing. And they make, you know, um, so many different supplements. You'd be surprised. They are the parent company of so many different supplements and kombucha and different things. So you really have to research your brands. It doesn't take a lot of time to do. And it's one thing that just people are like, oh, I see it in the store. It's non-GMO. It's this and that. It must be good. But no, you have to look at your sugar labels. You have to look at your sources. It's worth it to mm-hmm. take two seconds to Google the parent company. That's all it takes. Because if it's going to be Nestle, or if it's going to be P&G, or it's going to be one of those com- one of those six companies that control everything, you're fucked. Like just yeah. go for the two seconds it takes to Google and find out wh- what your source is. You know, there's a lot of places too that do local kombucha. I, it, here in Milwaukee, we have a ton of great local, like we, we're big on like craft breweries, but now we're getting really big on craft kombuchas. And it's so funny to see. That's um, so that, cool. And, and craft spike kombucha, which is great because it's like having your alcohol and your gut health too. Yeah. I And yeah, Shannon, you were saying it has a trace amount of alcohol. GT's has a brand. Uh, or not, I mean, that's their brand, but they have like a line that has a little bit more alcohol in it where you have mm-hmm. to be 21 to buy it. I had no yeah. idea. And I just went, you yeah, know, in California, <laughs> you can't do the self-checkout in California if if you have alcohol. You can't oh, self-checkout. No. Yeah, I didn't know. I'm not from here. So I was just like, it's just kombucha tea, though. Like, who fucking cares? And they're like, yeah, no, it's the black, the black top. Like, no, that has too much alcohol. And I'm like, I'm on my lunch break, man. Like, I, 
I don't think I'm getting drunk right now. Do you actually get ID'd for it? Yes, Drinking that on the job? And I could not go to the checkout because I, I got a kombucha tea with my turkey sandwich at lunch. You tell your boss, quit marshing my vibe. It's my enzymes. It's not alcohol. Really? It's my this enzyme. so healthy. <laughs> Yeah, I drive like, for a okay. living and I drive down the road drinking kombucha like a gangster, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's so um, nominal the amount of alcohol that's in regular kombucha. I'm just talking about spiked kombucha, which is like where they really let it ferment and it's naturally occurring alcohol, but it gets up to like seven or eight percent. Mm-hmm. So it's like half of wine. It's like a really strong mm-hmm. IPA. It's not that big of a deal. But if you just have regular kombucha, it's not going to get you buzzed. It's not going to get you wasted. So you can you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. They just recommend like not to take kombucha but i mean they're recommending pregnant women take the you know what so oh my god yeah right. hey have you heard that you shouldn't drink kombucha if you're sick if you feel sick you shouldn't take kombucha i did hear that because of the natural bacteria that grows because it could like fester and make it worse when I vehemently disagree with that. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't heard that, and there's nothing in me that would ever think that that's true. And no, one of the things that, that to me, co- and I was like, what? That makes no sense. It's good if for you. If you're you ready to Shape of- Magazine, that's like the biggest, Shape Magazine and like Healthline are the biggest propaganda sources for Big Pharma that like lead you right. astray. They, they will just tell you like, oh yeah, you know, gut health is really good. You can just like eat a variety of foods. No, that's not how it works. You know, so they they really do lead you astray. They try to like put you on a trend or put you off a trend because they are funded by Big Pharma. So you really have to look at your source. Just like you have to look at your brands, you got to look at what you're reading too. So one of the effects of kombucha tea is similar to that of probiotics. It's good gut bacteria and it establishes good gut flora. So that's why I said, I don't, I don't agree with that because it's not introducing bad bacteria. Uh, We have, uh, sorry, the wieners are playing. Um, If you can hear that, (laughs) Uh, they sound like a herd of elephants. Um, Apologize. Um, But the, a lot of what the misnomer is about um, the probiotics and the bacteria in the gut you, you absolutely need good gut flora and, um, germ theory tells us that they believe that there's a little bug that can get in there and wreak havoc on your system and make you sick. That's if you believe that fine. But, um, I believe in terrain theory where it's the internal state of the environment first. And, um, again, I think I might've said this on the last one. I can't remember, but you know, if you have a lot of dog shit in your yard and there's all these flies and you're like, well, damn it, how am I going to get rid of all these flies? You're not going to go get a fly swapper and just start smacking each one, you know, all 5 million of them. What are you going to do? You're going to pick up the shit and that's the environment. You're going to pick that up first because you know, that's going to get rid of the flies. And so, um, that's, that's terrain theory. Germ theory says there's this microscopic little thing that can go in and just kill you and make you sick. And so if you think about establishing good gut flora, it's a different type of bacteria. It has a different job. It has a different purpose. It actually feeds off the, and dissolves because it's an enzyme. It's dissolving the dead detritus of like dead cells and dead matter that just collects in our body because we're not Mm -hmm. hydrated enough to pee it out. We're not pooping it out properly. You know, we're not, uh, brushing, dry brushing our skin. We're not sweating properly because we put antiperspirants. So when your toxins stay in your body, they build up and become dead matter. So kombucha teas and that enzyme process eats that and breaks it down to kind of help you digest it so that you can get it out of your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the, the friendly bacteria. I mean, they, 
that's even mainstream science is they're aware of like good bacteria and probiotics, but they're still on this thing where they're like, like you said, little bug can get in there and fucking kill you. Yeah. yeah, but if you if you can like lay the foundation for yourself to just be strong, then it can't get in and kill it. Like that whole theory dies if you're just like, well, actually, my body's built up strong enough where that doesn't affect me. I thought you were gonna go with my body, my choice, which is also <laughs> applicable. <laughs> True. But, uh, Hot true. topic right now. Hot topic. Right. Yeah. So just um, not to like totally change directions, but and we don't have to stick on whatever topic. But I did want to know about balls. And how to keep my balls healthy, because I'm a dude and I have those. I know I'm outnumbered here by uh, vaginas by like f four to one, but I think most of our audience is dudes, so they want to know about balls. They want to know how to keep them balls safe. You know what I mean? Keep Testing. them safe or healthy? Both. I would put them in a plastic cup to keep them safe. I mean, isn't that what y'all do? Like. You put the little uh, cups on there, and then you like like knock on it and make sure that they're safe. I'm just kidding. I don't know who you're um, talking to, but no. <laughs> no, that's not what we thought. The athletic supporter. Oh, really weird. Oh, I heard that from someone. I don't know. No. Um, so I don't know. Um, I, I I'm gonna kick this one to Janet. I think you probably have some really great um, information. I, mean, like, I have more information on the prostate. Is that what you're talking about? How to keep it's your prostate one big thing cancer. in there, right? The shaft, the balls, the prostate. Like, it's all part of the three-piece set. Well, your prostate sits below cancer. your bladder. The prostate sits below the bladder, and it actually is what um, puts the fluid around the sperm to protect the sperm so that the sperm doesn't die by the time it gets to the egg so that you, it oh, can fertilize. Oh, I'm not, I'm not worried about those. I, I, don't need, I don't need the sperm at all. Mouse <laughs> sperm. Yeah. But you do want a healthy prostate because if you end up without it, right. it's going to um, mess up your pee function a little bit, just so you know. It'll be harder well, I to, to, I mean, you'll have to pee all the time. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Tiny stream, lots, lots of uh, times that you have to pee. <laughs> now, I have a ferocious pee stream. She can tell you it's loud. It's like, Whoa. It's like Adam Sandler's longest pee, if you remember that. <laughs> yeah. The 3 a.m. Yeah. No joke. <laughs> At like 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was like, it was like almost done, and then it was like, it was like, <laughs> like full stream. I was like, oh my fucking god! I was trying it's to put like out a fire, and I was like half asleep. I had to like prop myself up on the wall. I'm like, uh, very good indicator of good sexual health, though. It's a very good indicator of good sexual health. So that's a good thing. Yep. We laugh about it yep. all the time, but like that, having a healthy prostate is a health. The indicator is a healthy stream, right? So Ooh, if your stream, okay. your stream as a man, it's very weak. Um, very sporadic it's drippy you know like and this is gross but like I mean whoever listened to Howard Stern I was a huge Stern fan and he used to talk about like how his like pee would drip out and he had to put paper towel in his underwear like that's a prostate <laughs> problem that's a thing I remember listening to that and I was like dude you prostate like come on but it, it's just one of those things that people are like oh it's just old age no it's not you can really reverse or you know help prevent some of those things from happening to you in your body okay yeah, that, i'm gonna I'm, throw out the crazy. i'm gonna throw out the emotion about the prostate okay um because okay. this is very very important no matter what we can talk about physical ailments all day long we can talk about things that physically help our bodies 
But at the end of the day, if we're not correcting our mindset and making sure that our emotions are in check, then that's what's going to actually cause physical issues because we're not letting go of those things and dealing with them. So Mm -hmm. the men's prostate problems have a lot to do with low self-worth and with an incorrect belief that as they get older, they become less of a man. Ideas may be in conflict about sex, refusing to let go of the past, fearing aging and feeling like throwing in the towel. They may be feeling inadequate in their sexual role, may be holding on to unpleasant memories of previous relationships, or may be feeling unfulfilled in love. So that's when there's a lot of prostate issues going on. Don't just handle, I mean, obviously you have to address the physical issues, but you really need to kind of look, and and I know men don't like to get in touch with their emotions and they don't like to go deep on that stuff. But really, if we started paying attention to the emotions that are potentially causing that that blockage or that issue, um, then you, you could actually end up correcting it and you would never, you would have a healthy prostate. So, um, emotions have a lot to do with it, which ties into frequency and every organ has a healthy frequency that it vibrates at. And when that's out of balance and it's in disharmony, then physical ailments are the result of that. So physical doesn't just happen out of nowhere. It's not like, Oh crap, life is happening to me. No, there's a lot that led up to that. So so, um, when we process trauma or uh, emotions or things that happen in our daily lives, it goes into our hippocampus and that's where it gets stored in our brains. And it does not leave unless we let it go. And we have to physically, um, you don't relive anything, but you just have to identify I, you know, I have this issue. I now let it go because it no longer serves me. If you don't, it will fill up like a file cabinet gets full. And what do you do? You take a chunk out and move it to a different drawer or put it in a different place, right? Well, that's exactly what these emotions do. When that hippocampus gets full, that's back there behind our eyeballs. It's going to send that memory to a different part of your body. And that's when a physical ailment's going to occur. So if you randomly end up with right knee pain and you're like, what the hell? I didn't do anything. I, all of a sudden my knee just hurt and I didn't, I don't, I don't recall doing anything. There was no injury, no nothing. And then it gets worse and worse and worse. Check into stored emotions because nine times out of 10, that's what's going on. Well, you, that, that one out of 10 time is because I ran into something when I was drunk and didn't remember. And I was like, oh yeah, I think I I tripped. (laughs) That's why you don't know. It's that not emotional. It was just something you ran into. No, I'm just retarded. But that uh, the mind over matter <laughs> thing, I just was talking to Jen the other day about that. I heard some dude talking about how uh, his mom didn't get sick forever. And it's because she refused to let herself think she was going to get sick. And that yeah. kind of ties in with yeah. this last year and a half where after I got sick in like January of 2020, it was probably the gnarliest I've been sick in a while. So I'm going to assume it's the Rona. I had a fever, like I haven't had a fever in forever. Didn't miss a day of work, mind you, which means I'm a super spreader, I guess. But <laughs> I, after that, oh, Janet came back in. After that, though, I uh, I started doing the vitamin thing, and I was like, kind of like a fuck you mentality. I'm like, I'm not gonna, not gonna let this. These people are. I'm not doing this. I'm not gonna get sick. And my mind is like creating my reality, and I'm not getting sick. Yes. I have not been sick. Yes. I haven't even been close to being sick. I have been close to being sick and didn't because I took my vitamins and was like, these will work. Even if it's a fucking placebo, Placebo's I think real. mind over matter is more important. Like your mind, that's yeah. so much more important. I, I, I'm not discounting vitamins in any way, shape or form. I do think they are important, but I might be in my mind building up their importance a little more 
but it fucking no, works. It works I, we though. haven't been sick in like two years. That's the that's the mind thing. That's what I was <laughs> well, talking about. Yeah. That's the mind thing. Is your mind? It and doesn't what matter. Are, what do we all? What do we all know is going on in our world? They're programming us, right? Everything is a program, and so we're told. Oh, when you get sick, there's what this bug that's making you sick. And we just talked about that. And yet when we start to feel symptoms, we sit there. I think our internal mind, because of the program we were fed when we were younger is, oh, shoot. Um, you know, now I have to go and get my vitamins, my this, my that to kill this bug rather than to clean up our environment. But I will tell you just a basic cold, just a regular old cold is your body's way of detoxing itself. It is full of toxins and it's just like, stop, I am letting it all go. Your nose gets all slimy and mucusy and runny because it's trying to get rid of toxins and crud that's been stored in your body. Colds are not a bad thing. Colds do not mean that you have a germ and that you got sick from a germ. It, and when your tonsils get sore, they're loaded with toxins. So, and you can just rub like rosemary essential oil on that to kind of help pull all of that stuff out but it's your body's way of releasing toxins. That's all that is. A fever is your body's way of uh, your natural defense to kill some intruder that might be in your, in your body, but it doesn't mean that's what's making you sick. It's regulating your temperature and burning off what doesn't belong there. Doesn't mean that that's a bug or a germ. So if that's the case, now I'm going to blow your minds for a minute. If that's the case, and we don't believe in germ theory collectively, let's just say, then do germs really exist or are they only the product of our imagination? So if our body is just working as it was created to work and something's going on and we were programmed to believe that it was a germ or something making us sick, is that because of the program or does the germ really exist? Discuss. Absolutely. We've heard this before because, sorry, I will totally let you go. I'm like, we were just listening to a podcast about this where, um, they were talking about when people get sick, it's actually just your body has something in it that it shouldn't be there, but not a germ, just something like it's off balance, something's wrong. And so it creates the cytokine storm or whatever it does to get it out or to create homeostasis again. Yeah. But it's not because there's a germ that passes from person to person to person. It could not be transmitted exactly. or transmitted, but it's not, it's not like that. Germ theory can't be proved. Exactly. That's absolutely right. And the That's problem why it's is a theory, like, yeah. Yeah, well, and we're told germ theory, so it makes sense because we're told that from the time we're children. So there's that contagion theory that comes through that creates a synapse in our brain and it just becomes something lifelong. But really, if you nail down to it, like if you compare to, say, acne, for example, you have pimples coming out. When something's coming up, it's because it's coming out. Like if you have, you have acne coming in, it's because there's some imbalance in your body that's coming out through your skin, the three ways that you actually secrete or sweat, you know, pee and poop. But if it's coming through your skin, it means that there's an imbalance likely in your gut mm -hmm. of this bacteria that's overrun mm -hmm. or candied yeast or whatever it is that's coming out. And it's no different when it presents as symptoms as your tonsils, as your sinuses, you know, all those things. And I have to tell you, like, before I started focusing on my gut health and doing these things to rid my body of candy yeast and, and go through and work on my gut health and have a healthy flora going on, I had sinus infections, double sinus infections, double ear infections every year, every year. And since 2016 or 17, I haven't even had a runny nose and neither have my kids. And my kids are through this school system where it's like, 
in daycare where all it is is just a germ or a germ factory we call it that's an outdated you know an outdated term for what i know now but i mean it's it's just we have just our our uh health has just been on point and i can only say that it's because we're putting our body into a better state of balance and that whole thing about germ theory is really created to help big pharma yeah. And I know that's really yes. out there for right. so many people to wrap their heads around. Not to our they audience. Dig all the mm -hmm. way down to John D. Rockefeller, dig into everything else. They, if they tell you that red is green from the time you're two, you're going right. to believe it. If they tell you that there are viruses and germs coming to attack you and like, oh, you know, thinking you're on this hostile planet, that's not the case. It's your body telling you that you have a state of imbalance and you want to bring it back to homeostasis. So any symptom that you have, you want to listen to it so you can try to correct it. And whenever we're told by our mothers, how many of you were told, um, you'll catch your death of cold out there. Oh, don't, don't forget your coat because if it's raining and you don't have a coat, that equals you get sick. And it's like, that is bullshit. That's complete bullshit. I heard somebody say it to their kid the other day when I was out shopping and I thought, oh God, that's such a programming indoctrination type thing. Um, and I was, I was told that when I was, um, raised, getting raised, um, right. when I was growing up too, my mom said that constantly fine. Don't you blame me if you get sick. And it's like, well, I'm not going to get sick because I got cold. <laughs> I know. I used to say that to his kid actually, cause, but he never had a coat and he'd wear like tank tops to school when it was like 40 degrees. So it was more of like an embarrassment issue, but I was sure. like, you need to wear a coat cause you're going to get it's sick. A guilt trip. It was a guilt trip. <laughs> yeah. And that was probably what it always was, was them guilting us to put the damn coat on because kids are little heaters. They never want to wear jackets. I've got two kids in high school and they never want to wear yeah. coats. They're so hot naturally that none of that they wear shorts all year round and yeah it's but it's not because they're going to get sick well, and the thing but is, Janet, oh go ahead Janet I was just going to say on on that note Shannon um the reason why they're little heaters is because that's when their hormones go freaking berserk <laughs> and and same thing with me being my age like I can literally burn to death in the winter because my hormones are so like ooh, all over the place. Eat and flesh, so it's one of those it. things where, yeah, exactly. Um, like I could totally burn someone alive if they stood next to me. So if anybody gets cold, yeah, come mm. on over to my house. Um, but it's one of those she things. It's a, it's a, it's a hormone thing. Factory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it is. We were going to say the same thing, Janet, because I mean, if you think mm -hmm. about it, like if their hormones are getting out of control, they're getting in a state of imbalance and then their body mm -hmm. naturally raising their temperature is a way to mm -hmm. um, work through what they need to do to bring themselves back into a state of imbalance. And it right. has nothing to do with kids just being like, you know, F you, I'll do what I want. That's not what it is. It's, it's really, they don't feel that they need it. And they're listening to their yeah. bodies because they are still more in tune with their bodies because they haven't been fully indoctrinated into listening to whatever yep. is told to them right. at face value and ignoring what they feel in themselves. Yep. Yeah, that's true. So we had a question in the chat about the candida thing. Uh, Corey was wondering about that. I guess we touched on, touch, fuck, touched on it on the we last episode, it. but <laughs> <laughs> should we go a little more into that i don't know how much time you guys well, have but... i can tell you how to get rid of candida pretty quick so everybody has it if you eat sugar you've got it um some people have it a lot worse than others um for mm -hmm. a lot of women it turns it's candida yeast so it turns into yeast infections 
Um, and that happens when there is an imbalance of the good bacteria in your body. And that can be, that can have really, really detrimental effects. It's also sort of a fungus, um, like a mold or a fungus in the body. That's, mm -hmm. we don't want that. So um, an easy way and in an inexpensive way to get rid of that is one of my favorites. And I just actually had a conversation with a stranger earlier today about this exact thing. Um, but get some organic garlic capsules. It's like $10 for a little bottle of 60 or 90 of them. Uh, make sure that they're organic and then get some oregano oil. Make sure that it's pure. And you're going to want to take, if you, if you have a full-blown yeast infection and it's raging and it's bad, then I would say double dose what's on the label. Otherwise, what is on the label is two capsules a day. I would take that two times a day. So in the morning, take two garlic capsules and one capsule with about four drops of oregano oil in it. That's going to be your morning dose. And then in the evening, take two more capsules of garlic and another capsule of four oregano drops. Do that for 30 days and that will get rid of yeast in your body. But you also have to stop doing the thing that makes the yeast too, right? Yeah, you do need to try to lay off sugar. And guys, I'm sorry to tell you, beer has a lot of yeast in it. Um, and the sugar feeds off of that. So sugar feeds, um, you know, like we talked about the fermentation process that that's a little bit what you got going on with beer. If you're truly needing to get rid of it, you have to get off the alcohol. Alcohol is going to be detrimental. If you only drink a couple times a month, it's really not going to be that big of a deal because the garlic and the oregano is going to kind of keep ahead of the game on that. Um, but even reducing it is better. You know, if you're pretty normal, but you just know, oh crap, I think I probably have that because everyone does. If you don't have the awful side effects of it and you just want to kind of try to get rid of whatever you might have, then that I would just do that for maintenance. Um, if you do have that yeast infection, what I said with the two capsules in the morning, two capsules at night, double that. And if it's raging and do that at least for the first three days and see how it feels after that. Garlic is nature's most powerful antibiotic and oregano is so highly antibacterial. I mean, nothing can get past oregano, I'm telling you. So the combination of the two is basically a Z-pack and it's natural and it's not going to have any effects on your liver. Yep. Cool. No, I agree with that whole lot. Yeah, and I. Oh, my, my kids. And, and I, I was going to say, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I'm just saying that I take that every day. I give it to my kids. We take it. Um, the thing is, is like the only thing to just be cognizant of is that like when you take this regimen and it clears up something that surfaced, you still need to keep working at what's internal in your gut. So it's coming from your gut when you have it. So you want to actually, once you see your symptoms going away that you can notice physically with your eyes, you want to keep taking it so that you yes. can continue to keep in check what's going on in your gut. Because, I mean, if you look at the analogy of like, well, I cleaned my bathroom once, so it's going to stay clean. No, everyone's pissing and shitting everywhere. You're going to continue to need to clean your bathroom um, regularly. And that's the same thing with mm -hmm. the environmental factors that are coming in, what you're eating, what you're drinking, you're having alcohol, like we're human. We want to have a good time. We want to do that. So fine, then do that. But also make sure you're cognizant of the supplements you're taking to keep your gut in a good balance. Does alcohol, yeah, and I was... alcohol kill your gut flora? It can. Like the bad and the good? Yeah, certainly. Not it right. dries, it, it dries your body out. Bad. It doesn't kill the bad, it kills the good. It actually mm -hmm. 
feeds the bed. It feeds candida <laughs> yeast because it does convert to sugar. And candida yeast feeds solely on sugar. Mm -hmm. um, a big thing, like a lot of people realize, tooth decay. When their teeth are in a bad shape or they're constantly getting root canals or doing things, that's candida yeast that is so far overgrown from your gut, it's in your mouth. There is yep. a natural occurring amount of candida yeast mm -hmm. in your mouth that everyone should have or in their body that they should have. But when you get to the point of tooth decay, that means you have a systemic problem. You have constant mm -hmm. plaque in your teeth. That's a systemic problem because candida yeast shields itself with a hard outer shell of plaque that is very much like a roach like their hard outer shell. And so you need to crack through that shell and get to it. That's why they say that sugar causes tooth decay. It's actually because of the candida yeast in your mouth that feeds on sugar that can overgrow and break down your teeth. Because you have to remember the sole purpose of candida yeast in your body, you have it in a very small amount that you need to keep in check at a very small amount. The sole purpose is to decompose your body when you die. But what happens is when it overgrows while you're living, it decomposes you from the inside out. And then they're supposed to get rid of all of it. Would you just not die? Or would you <laughs> no, not no. I don't know that that, I don't know anybody's ever had that problem. <laughs> no, but you do need a small amount of it. I think it's like an 80, 20 balance of like bad um, bacteria and, and, and fungus, which candida yeast is like Shannon said. Um, but you, you do need to have a little bit of it in your body to keep yourself in a state of balance, but you don't want it to overgrow. And it's very easy for it to go overgrow. The minute you take over antibiotics, the minute you, that you take, um, you know, certain like oral contraceptives, uh, the pill for women, things like that, they just whack down at your natural good bacteria mm -hmm. and allow candida yeast to overgrow. And once it takes mm -hmm. over, you're not going to absorb your nutrients. You're going to take probiotics and you're just going to shit them out because they're not going to be able to colonize in your gut. So you really have to address that candida problem. And like Shannon said, oregano and uh, garlic are the most amazing things you can do for your body, not just for your candida yeast and for your gut health, but also for their antiviral and antimicrobial properties. They're really good for your health in general. I mean, we take them every day. And we I'll tell you- eat a lot of garlic, but does that make my jizz smell though too? It might. Yes, uh, it might. But well, you can just claim Italian blood. Just say you're from Sicily or something. I don't know. If you want a pizzeria, you're fine. <laughs> The okay, I'm going to tell you guys two ways. I'm going to tell you two ways that you can identify if you've got candida in your body that are really simple. So stick your tongue out. If your tongue is white, if you have a white tongue, you have got candida in your body. That's one indicator. And you can, um, you can get that rid of that through detoxing. I make a, an herbal tea cleanse. And, um, when you do that at least once a quarter over time, your tongue gets less and less white. So as you're brushing your tongue, hopefully everybody's doing that. Um, that kind of helps get what's surfacing off. That's why they say to brush your tongue, but detoxification is actually going to help that come out. So like Emily was saying how that can kind of come out through your mouth, it's that systemic issue. If you're cleansing your gut from the inside out, your tongue should appear more pink instead of white. Mm -hmm. That's the first way. The second way is if you get a glass of water and you just um, spit saliva, not a loogie. I don't want lung cheese in this little saliva bit. It just saliva, spit that into the water. If it floats in the water, you've got candida. So if, if, you've, if your spit's floating around, then you definitely need um, the oregano and the garlic. So hmm. great advice. Did deplorable Janet just what leave happened? or did she get disconnected? Internet issues today, unfortunately, it looks I like. I know, sucks. 
Well, do you guys want to call this one? Do you got anything else you want to put out there? I feel bad for her. No, I think this was great. I just I'm sad that Janet was not able to contribute as much as she normally does because she oh, oh she's back coming back. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I had to pee. Like, I had to pee like a racehorse. <laughs> oh, no, we I, were all like, she's got internet issues. Where is she? <laughs> yeah, you were trying to say no, something. I had, earlier. Do you remember? Um, yeah, I was just gonna say that, um, like for people that don't are not medically minded or, or you don't understand a lot of stuff. Um, like a lot of diagnoses that they give for sinus infections are actually yeast, mm -hmm. um, the candida in your sinuses. And so, um, if you're smelling, um, abnormal things, um, a lot of people are go, oh, it's just because I'm sick. Um, if you smell something abnormal in your sinuses, that is actually yeast. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can tell if you have it spilling out into your urine as well because it smells really sweet it mm -hmm. smells like bread um same thing with female issues it smells like bread it's very sweet smelling and so um that's for people that uh like don't know uh male female like it's the same same thing so that's okay. a good indicator that you know you're overgrown with yeast. That's the thing too, our indicator for women we were talking about, the indicator for men is actually athlete's foot. That's candida yeast. It's not right, right. Yeah. That too. It's not something yep. you pick up in the gym for walking barefoot. If you create a moist environment in your foot, it's going to draw whatever imbalances in your body out your foot. You can either come on acne, right. come on sinus infections, ear infections, you know, urinary tract infections, or it can come out in your mm -hmm. feet. Um, so men, if you're getting reoccurring athlete's foot, or jock itch, sorry, I know it's gross, but like that's the same thing. It's all candida yeast, and that is just an indicator right. that there is a super imbalance in your gut, so much so that it's coming out of the most moist spot of your body. Sorry mm -hmm. to use that word so many times. I know everybody moist. Just moist. Know. <laughs> hey, it's the United States of Omoistica. You can say whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> right. All right. Well, we can close out, you guys. Uh, I know you guys are on the, well, I know at least Janet's over there a little ways. Where are you guys yeah. at again? I'm in Central I'm, with Janet in Wisconsin. I'm Mountain Time. Okay. Oh, okay. It's not bad. Yeah. It's a Friday. But uh, stick around after we end, though, too, because I, I want to talk to Janet a little bit about um, today. In yeah. But uh, tell us where we can find you all, and then we'll uh, get this shit over with. All right, I'm uh, on Instagram. You can find me at, at Miss Emily. That's M I S S E M B I L Y. Yes, my name is Emily, but that's a nickname. So it's Miss Emily. And you can find me at www.creativelightwellness.org. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at Creative Light 16. And I'm just going to plug Shannon um, because she is now accepting patients for scheduling. So make sure you head over there to her website. If you need a consultation, uh, make sure that you go to her website, check her out and schedule an appointment with her. So that's very important. Thanks, Janet. I see that that Shannon, question, knows yeah. Her, yeah. Shannon knows her stuff. So you guys really do. Yes, you would be yeah. better off to go see her for sure. Yeah, awesome. and for me, 
Um, you can find my podcast, Deplorable Nation, on every podcast platform. I am back on Apple and Spotify. You can oh, find shit. me there. You can, you can find me on um, Alt Media United. I am there as well. You can find me on Twitter at NoJanet, K-N-O-W, Janet. You can find me on Instagram at Deplorable Janet. And you can do a search for Deplorable Janet and see any show that I've been on recently. So there you go. Hell yeah. I'm glad Thank you're you. back on all the platforms. That's crazy. They let yes. you back. It took me a long time. It took me over a year to get back on Apple and Spotify. The, the censorship is real, people. Censorship yeah. of everything. Food. Truth. True that. Yeah. Food, ball health, wiener health. It's all censored. <laughs> I've been censored this evening talking about masturbation. So there you go. (laughs) Boy, we covered all the grody things, didn't we? Uh, We tried. Not all. Not all of them. I have stories. I have stories about female female health. Well, we can do that. We can do that off the record too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Thanks everybody in the chat, the live, the live crew out there. Uh, I don't have a sound drop for that. Fuck it. Whatever. All right. Have a good night. Bye. So hopefully... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.